Welcome to The Brand is Female. My name is Ava Hartling, and I created this podcast so that powerful women could share their journey to unlocking their own potential. Fashion Week just wrapped up recently in Toronto, and we recorded a special episode of The Brand is Female at an event held by Canadian outerwear brand Centler in honor of their new partnership with SickKids, the hospital for sick children in Toronto. I was lucky enough to be asked to host a panel with the brand's founder, Boyana Sentler, as well as Molly Fitzpatrick, chair of the Scrubs event held every year to benefit sick kids, and Donna Bishop, host of Fashion Talks podcast and a fashion reporter for CBC. Boyana, Molly, Donna, and I discuss corporate responsibility and the best way of aligning a brand's fundraising efforts with its DNA. We talked about what women should do more of and the always hot topic of finding balance. I'll give you a hint, Donna Bishop called it the worst word to have ever been put on women. Here is our conversation. Before we get started, I'd like to hear from each of you and have you tell us a little bit about yourselves. We'll start with Donna. Well, thank you so much, uh, even Boyana, for, for having me. Uh, my name's Donna Bishop. I, too, have a podcast called Fashion Talks, about observing the world through the lens of fashion. I'm the CBC fashion columnist for Here and Now. And my son spent a lot of time in Sick Kids when he was quite young. He had pediatric cancer and will be 15 on Sunday. So Happy birthday. It is, it is a delight to be here to support Sick Kids in this wonderful partnership. Thank you. Molly? Good evening. My name is Molly Fitzpatrick. Uh, I do not have a podcast. <laughs> in fact, this is my first podcast. Um, I'm just thrilled to be here tonight. I have been involved with Sick Kids for over 12 years. Uh, most recently, I'm co-chair of Scrubs in the City, which is an amazing event everyone needs to come to. And uh, I just feel the more I get involved with sick kids, the more I can't stay away. And I'm now involved with other initiatives at the hospital. I'm on the cabinet committee for the new hospital. For those of you who don't know, we're building a new hospital. Please donate. And uh, it's just such a phenomenal place to have in our backyard, as you well know. Um, it's amazing how many people are touched by this hospital and, and use their services. So. We're lucky to have it. Congratulations for your involvement. Thank you. And Boyana. Well. <laughs> we, we have an idea. But. Uh, so thank you, first of all, so, so much to everybody for being here tonight. I am so happy to see such a full house. Uh, I truly, from the bottom of my heart, appreciate your support. So thank you so much to everyone for being here. Uh, I am the founder, president, and creative director of Centler, and I'm not an actress. <laughs> that was actually my first differ. film. Uh, and uh, I started working with Sick Kids four years ago. Um, I have two kids who are right here, and when I became a mother, I became very passionate about children, and I wanted to choose a charity for Centler to be associated with, and it was such a natural partnership. I couldn't think of anything else but Sick Kids. So I'm very happy to continue this partnership for many, many more years to come. That's amazing. And Boyana, you've already answered my first question. I didn't even need to ask. <laughs> <laughs> so tell us about what the partnership with Sick Kids entail exactly. 
So the uh, Sandler has accessories, and they're the ribbed accessories, uh, the hats, the scarves, and the gloves with the ribbed detail in adult as well as uh, children's sizes. Proceeds of all the sales of these accessories are donated to SickKids Foundation, and we have them actually um, on display in the back, so you're very welcome to shop after this podcast. Uh, and they come, um, they're made from baby alpaca, 100% baby alpaca, so they're very hypoallergenic. And at Christmas, I go to SickKids and I actually give the hats to the kids. And what's really great is because they're hypoallergenic, they're very comfortable in their skin. Um, A lot of the patients who can't wear anything that has lanolin, they can easily wear the alpaca hats. Oh, that's really sweet. Um, And did the idea behind the partnership really come uh, when you were considering uh, or looking at the brand DNA and the values behind the brand in general? Was it an alignment you were looking for? Uh, yes, it was a it was a very um, kind of clear alignment. Centler uh, is all about the detail, as most of you know, and most of you that know me, I'm all about the detail. And Centler uh, is, um, you know, w- like we put a lot of like thought and work into everything we do. Um, there's a lot of care put into the product as well as the service. And when I met and partnered with SickKids, I found that they had the exact same values. Uh, they put a lot of care into each and every one of their pediatric patients. Uh, and, you know, they're very detail-oriented. Uh, the doctors and the nurses, like, you wouldn't even think that they're doctors and nurses when you see how they talk to the children. So they're very caring. Mm. I'm curious to know about your team's reaction when you shared with them that you were setting up this partnership. Oh, my God. My team was thrilled. Uh, I think I'm very lucky to have such an amazing team. Uh, we're a very, like, tight-knit team. And everybody is so caring and kind. And, uh, you know, the first reaction was like, oh, sick kids, okay, what's the campaign? What are we going to do? So all the ideas started happening. We were all very excited. So, Molly, you are actively involved with sick kids. Uh, You're involved, you serve being involved with Scrubs specifically, uh, which is one of the highest event for sick kids in terms of, of fundraising. Um, tell me about your vision for personal philanthropy and giving back. So I really believe that um, giving back isn't about what's in your bank account. It really is a feeling that you have and I know you obviously have that feeling and it's giving your time and you know volunteering at things and it really it comes from within and I believe that you're either a giver or you're not. And, you know, I've met very luckily lots of people who want to give and who support sick kids wholeheartedly. Mm-hmm. So it, it's something that really is instilled, you know, within you. It's not about the fact that you can write a large check. It's the fact that you just believe you need to give. Mm-hmm. And, and that's the people that I've surrounded myself with, which mm-hmm. has been great. And tell me, how, what kind of impact uh, does a campaign like what Centaur is doing, uh, what kind of impact can it have for sick kids as an organization? Well, I think it's incredible. Whenever, you know, as a consumer, whenever you're out shopping and you see that there's a designer organization who's actually donating back to especially a cause that you care so deeply about, um, you know, whether I need it or not, I buy it. Mm-hmm. And, you know, I think that that's, it's just such an incredible thing. I think more companies really need to do that. And I, I'm not sure exactly why they don't, but mm. 
it's so nice to see, and especially a Canadian company, doing that. Absolutely. Donna, you've been reporting on the fashion industry as a whole, looking at Canadian brands specifically. Have you seen kind of an increase in brands uh, wanting to give back and finding very specific ways that kind of they're setting up their own programs to do so? Yeah, I think it's something that we've definitely seen an uptake in, particularly in brands like Centler that are, you know, between 10 and 15 years old, maybe that are, you know, what we would still consider indie or up-and-coming brands. Uh, I think it's something that as a cohort, um, the people starting those companies have a priority for, and it's speaking to their, their clients and their consumers who are demanding that there is this kind of corporate and social responsibility that right. is built into the DNA of their business models. Mm, that makes sense. And actually a question for Boyana. Tell me about the Centler woman. Who is she and how do you think does she connect to a campaign like this one with Sick Kids? The Centler woman is elegant. She knows what she wants. She's very confident. She's sophisticated. And she likes to know where her product comes from, who makes it, what yeah, difference does it make if she purchases that product. And I think it really resonates. And she's international. I mean, we have so many clients in this room, but Centler is an international brand, so we have clients all over the world. But the one thing that brings all of these women together, uh, you know, other than everything I listed, is also uh, they like to see that the brand is doing something else other than just selling a product. Mm. They like to see that they're giving back and that they're contributing to the community. Right, that makes sense. Donna, can you share some examples of what other brands, and maybe Canadian brands specifically, have done in terms of setting up uh, uh, programs uh, where they're giving back either to a not-for-profit or something similar? Oh, there, you know, there are many, there are many, many, many brands. Um, some of the ones that, that come to mind immediately that have the same signed kind of model that Boyana does with giving to a charitable organization is there's Peace Collective, which started the Toronto versus Everybody t-shirts. They give to, um, they give meals for every one piece of clothing. They give five meals mm. to, to hungry children. There are brands like The Seven Virtues, which is a perfume company that they don't give to a charitable organization, organization per se, but they work with farmers in war-torn countries to help them have crops, which they buy back from them to harvest mm. the, the flowers for their oils instead of them maybe succumbing to the drug trade. Mm. There are organizations like Triarchy, which is a sustainable denim line, which is working to, again, not necessarily have a charitable uh, attachment, but is working with fair labor and sustainable processes. Uh, Cheekbone Beauty is another wonderful brand um, started by Jen Harper, and proceeds of her products go towards the First Nations Child and Family Caring Society. Wonderful. And of course, MAC Cosmetics, I think, is the Canadian gold standard yeah. of what it means to, to give back, because the Viva Glam lipstick has raised literally $2 billion for, for their mm. AIDS fund. So there's lots of lots of Canadian stories. Mm, amazing. Molly, if you put your consumer hat on, do you find you're drawn yourself to shop, to buy from brands who are actively uh, giving back and, and promoting what they've set up in terms of programs? Absolutely. Um, I do love shopping. Um, <laughs> full disclosure. Um, it's, it's a good night to love shopping. I know, exactly. Um, I, I think, yes, I think I talked about it a little bit earlier, but you know, when, when there's a brand that's actually doing something and giving back, it's just 
that much more of an incentive right. to buy and support. Mm -hmm. And you know, I for sure would be buying and supporting if I see there's organizations that are supporting sick kids for sure. Right. And whether, as I said, whether I needed it or not, I would be buying it. <laughs> so a note for everyone in the room, there is shopping after this panel. Um, Boyana, can you tell us about other ways uh, the company is uh, taking its commitment to being a responsible organization? So maybe how you manage supply chain, for example, some of your sourcing or anything else that we should know about? Uh, yeah, so this is something actually Centler has been doing since day one. Uh, it's our 10th anniversary this year, and 10 years ago I started working with uh, Peruvian uh, manufacturers and fabric suppliers, and everything from day one has been sustainable, cruelty-free, uh, and eco-friendly. Um, I know that it's a very big trend and topic now, but I'm proud that we've been doing it from day one. Yeah, that's amazing. Congratulations. Um, Donna, from your point of view, what's the best way for a fashion brand to go about finding the best fit in terms of a program to give back and to make sure it aligns with the brand's DNA, the brand's vision? Um, it sounds so simple and, and almost cliche, but it has to be something that the founders really care about. If you don't have that genuine emotional connection, then it won't resonate through your brand DNA. It won't resonate through when you reach out to talk to suppliers and consumers and, and, and talk about it. So it, it could be something, you know, Boyana, you know, said it quite beautifully when she said, like, I care about kids. It's not that she's necessarily had a child who you know, spent time in sick kids, and hopefully that'll never be the case, but you can still, you can still care. Mm -hmm. And I think really that is, it's the most important thing because that's what's gonna make it resonate with everyone. Oftentimes it's something where someone has had a very deep personal connection, and then it, it makes it a really easy straight line. Right. But so long as you actually care, it can't just be for optics. It has to be mm -hmm. something that genuinely means something to you. Mm -hmm. It's really that simple, I think. And consumers really do see through that when it seems you know, forced or fake, uh, the brand is definitely not winning from it, having No, you can sniff it out. And I think what, what else is really powerful are the, are the organizations that you know, you can go to their websites and you see exactly where their money's going or how yeah. much is going so that, you know, they, they might not be, um, you know, plastering all over their social media, but there is an accountability that they're willing to share about the, the work that they're doing. Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. Um, I have a couple of signature questions on a brand is female that I like to ask all my guests, so I'd love to hear your answers. And the first one is, what do you wish women would do more of? And Boyana, we'll start with you. Hmm. <laughs> uh, the first thing that comes to mind is the women should support each other more. Mm -hmm. uh, we're stronger together and you, we should not compete with each other, we should support each other mm -hmm. because we will get much farther together. Love that answer. Molly. I would say uh, not be so guilt-ridden, not be feeling guilty about as a mother taking time for yourself. Um, you know, I think we, we are really hard on ourselves and I think that we need to stop that. Mm, that is true as well. Donna? Okay, those are two really good answers that I was thinking of. <laughs> um, so I'm, I'm gonna say I think women should brag more. I think we should, we should own our accomplishments and own our successes and not be afraid to, to talk about them. Mm -hmm. um, I'd like to hear if you, or I'd like to hear about 
the role models in your life, and specifically, are there women who influence you, who you look, looked up to uh, as you were growing up or building your career? Donna, we'll start with you this time. Uh, definitely someone who was close to me was uh, my Aunt Janet. She was my mom's best friend, but she was the woman who traveled to England and saw the world and you know, was a very independent woman. And she really made an imprint on me in terms of what it meant to be confident and independent. Mm, I love it. Molly. I, I, there was a lot of people growing up, actually I had an amazing aunt as well, but I, what I find now, the people I look up to are my girlfriends. Mm. And I have lots of amazing girlfriends who support me and I learn from, mm. and they're really my role models now. I love that answer. Boyana. She's not here today, she's in Europe, but I have to say definitely my mother. Mm. Uh, she instilled the values in me that I have today from day one. and. She's actually an architect by profession, which is where my attention to detail comes from. She sees even what I don't see, and wow. I see everything. <laughs> <laughs> so yeah, definitely my mother. Okay. Is there a book that deeply marked you or influenced you, and maybe a book that you find yourself going back to? Maybe it's a book that's on your reading table right now. Uh, a book that resonates with me so much, and I often give it to girlfriends, is Truth and Beauty by Ann Patchett. And it's the autobiography about her friendship with the poet Lucy Greerly. And it's such a moving, and I feel really honest depiction of, of girlfriends, of female friendship. Mm -hmm. It's beautiful. Mm -hmm. That's a great one. Molly? Uh, my latest one is Michelle Obama's book, Becoming. Mm -hmm. I thought it was very revealing, very honest. Um, she talked a lot about her marriage and mm. being a mother and having a career. And I actually am in the process of reading it a second time. Amazing. Love that book too. Boyana? Uh, for me, the book that kind of stuck with me um, in the, in the longest, for the longest time was uh, The Woman I Wanted to Be by Diane von Furstenberg. Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. Um, it's similar, she talks about her life and all the mistakes that she's made and you know how she got to where she got to. Um, but for me personally, because um, you know, I look up to her as a huge fashion designer, mm -hmm. it's, it's a great book. Mm -hmm. um, is there a saying or a quote that you repeat to yourself over and over and possibly to others as well? Donna, are you looking at me again? Um, <laughs> <laughs> um, two that I say a lot are anything is solvable, mm -hmm. and and we're not saving lives here. So I've used that one too. <laughs> I, I find it gives Good perspective reminder. depending yeah. on the situation. Either yeah. one. Yeah. Molly, um, I would say never give up. You know, sometimes when you're really down and you're not quite sure that it's the right decision and you're not going to be able to do it, if you really put your mind to it, we all can do it. Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. That's so true. Mine oh, is yeah. reach for the stars. Uh. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Never stop. No matter how old you get, never stop. Oh, I love that. And that, that fits your personality really well. Um, you are all, you're three busy women accomplishing a lot, involved in a number of different things. You have families. This is my favorite question to ask. How do you find balance, if you find it? <laughs> hey, I love this question. I could talk about this for a long time. I think balance is one of the worst words we have put to women ever in life. 
because yes, thank you. Thank because you for balance saying that. is impossible. Yeah. What I think of it as is a braid. And we have a braid of being a mother or a sister or a wife or or our own, you know, our own person, a professional braid, a personal braid, and we weave them together. And it's about keeping that strength of braid, mm -hmm. not about trying to find balance amongst them. I like that, like the image of the braid. Molly, does balance exist? I like the braid too. <laughs> I, no, it doesn't exist. Mm -hmm. Something always kind of falls to the wayside. And I think you just have to kind of juggle your time mm -hmm. and, and make what the priority is at that moment happen. Mm -hmm. And the rest will have to be put on the back burner until there are the priority. Wise words. Boyana. I agree with both of you, and I think after 10 years of being in business and having two children who are six and three, I've just learned that it's impossible to do everything, um, but it's also important to do everything. So rather than spending a lot of time on some things, you just kind of have to manage and allocate your time and make it all happen. And you know, you ha you'll have times where you have a major event and like your child wakes up with a fever and you just have to deal with it. Mm. Um, or you bring your kids to your event. <laughs> so it's, they're, they're it's being work very good, actually. and family time. Uh, you know, and, and there's no schedule, there's no agenda. Um, a lot of uh, delegating, a lot of uh, choosing and like picking and choose like where you will go and where you won't go. Um, mm -hmm. But you just wake up and you take it as it comes. Mm -hmm. What's your definition of success? And let's start with you, Boyana. So I actually have been asked this question back in the day, and it's interesting to be asked this question now. And to me, the definition of success is being able to do what you want when you want. I don't think it has anything to do with finance or how wealthy you are, because if you have all the money in the world but you don't have time to spend with your family, then to me, you're not successful. Mm -hmm. So I think it's really having the freedom to do what you want, when you want. Molly. I think success for me is waking up in the morning happy, knowing that my children are well, my husband is well, my family is well, and I'm enjoying my life. Mm. And Donna? You know, the definition of success is something that I think has evolved for me over over time. Like to your point, Boyana, you know, what I defined as success, you know, 10 years ago, 20 years ago is certainly not the answer I would have now because now I think success is, you know, being able to ride the ebbs and flows of life without losing my bananas. Like mm -hmm. just being able to to confidently move through the day and feel like I am keeping it all together and feeling <laughs> calm and good about things, mm -hmm. that's pretty great. Yeah. I would agree with that. And before we move on and take some questions from the audience, Donna, what's next? Fashion talks, everything else. DonnaBishop.com is going to happen soon. <laughs> oh my God, I know we were talking about I need a website. I think it'll be thisisdonnab.com. Um, you know, fashion talks continues. I've been privileged to do some amazing interviews during Fashion Week this week. Um, CBC continues, some exciting other interviews and opportunities on the horizon. So lots of uh, storytelling to come. Amazing, looking forward to it. Molly, sick kids, what's on the Scrubs horizon? Scrubs 2020. Yep. It's, uh, it's gonna be an amazing event. Nashville's our theme this year. We theme it by city. Ooh. And uh, Nashville's a pretty hot city right now, yep. so really yep. looking forward to that. I love a Western theme, so we'll start planning the outfits. Yeah. 
And buy your tickets like yesterday, right? Like yesterday, exactly. Yeah. We, we hear they sell out fast. Boyana, what's next? Well, it's just around the corner, Centler X. Um, and I, I know a lot of you heard, have heard about it. Um, and to clarify, X is for the Roman numeral for 10. So <laughs> a lot of celebrating 10 years of Centler this year. Congratulations. That's going to be very exciting. Thank you so much to my guests, Boyana, Molly, and Donna. And thank you to Centler for asking me to lead this panel discussion. I look forward to celebrating the brand's 10th anniversary in October. I hope you enjoyed today's bonus episode of The Brand is Female. And if you did, don't forget to review and subscribe. We'll be back this week with a new guest on the show. Thank you so much for listening. Yeah.